The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from our epistle reading for today from Galatians chapter 6. We read verse 10. It says, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Just before that verse that I just read in Galatians 6, we get this phrase that's given to us that really is a simple instruction. Do not grow weary of doing good. Since we are the baptized people of God, and since the Holy Spirit dwells in us, we do desire to do good. But it's so easy to grow weary of doing good. You know, if doing good only took a little energy, if it always produced an immediate harvest, and if it unquestionably made us feel like we were part of a greater community doing good, well, then it'd be so easy to do good. But it doesn't always go quite that way. Many times the joy of doing good is robbed from us by simple limitations of time. We are, in general, a very busy people. And when someone calls upon us to do good, we recognize that that might take some of our time and our energy. And we may well feel that we have a short supply of both. Yes, we can want to do something good and yet not feel like we have the time or the energy to do it. As the scripture says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is often weak. If we do have any free time, we tend to like to want to use it for our own good and our own refreshment. Yes, we can weary of doing good sometimes even before we get started doing it. Another way that we get robbed of this joy of doing good is that sometimes we simply feel rather empty inside. It's not that we don't have the energy or the time to help others, but we just don't feel like we have that internal zeal to do so. Yes, we can often think that we just have nothing left to give. And no doubt this happens most often when we have made bad choices in order that we would not be around God and his amazing grace. Yes, we can become empty if we don't gather to God's house where we receive his grace and his mercy Or if we don't spend time during the week in his word or in prayer. We don't allow ourselves to be filled up. And then sometimes we're shocked when we have nothing inside of us to give. But that's not the only way we can be talked out of doing good. Other times the joy of doing good is robbed from us by the fact that when we do good, the results are often not what we hoped they would be. We do something good and we expect gratitude. And instead, though, we find entitlement. We do good. And we hope the people that we are helping will be drawn closer to God. And yet many times there's no evidence of that. It seems they are remaining far away from the source of all good. We hope at the very least that those that we are helping will have their lives improved by our doing good. But again, sometimes as we look, there's no evidence that such change has occurred. Yes, we can get pretty weary 
because we don't think what we are doing is having the effect we wish it would. Some other times our attempts to do good are simply refused by others. People will not admit they need help, or even if they admit they're in a time of need, they will not be humble enough to receive that help. We may have time and effort that we wish to put into helping others, and we may do so, preparing to help them, only to find out they won't receive the help anyways. Oh, another way we can grow weary of doing good is that a lot of times the good work that we're called to do is rather mundane stuff. I mean, if we were going out to build a house with Habitat for Humanity, we could get excited about that. Or if we were going to roam the streets and find people in desperate need on those streets, that we could get excited about. But more often than not, the good that we are to do is the things that God has given us to do in our everyday life. It's helping and loving our spouse or other family members. It may be changing a diaper or chasing after kids. It might be something as simple as listening and talking to a friend. Those things often seem so mundane that they're hard to keep doing over and over again without growing weary of them. Then there's those times when we decide that we'll do good, but as soon as we get going with an idea, we kind of feel like we're all alone. We organize something, and then the only people that seem to turn out to help are our best friends, and we're not really sure they want to be there either. Or we might mention an idea at church that we think would be a great idea, and it's kind of received with apathy by the other members. The needs that we're particularly interested in helping alleviate, others around us sometimes don't even seem to have those things on their mind at all. And yet we get that simple phrase, don't grow weary of doing good. Yes, it's certainly much easier said than done. And yet we as God's people cannot simply let our conversation in there. And to say, well, it's so hard, we just won't do it. No, instead, those that have been saved by God have been left precisely upon this earth in order to do good works that benefit our neighbors. Through our good works, the people of God see that love of God. Excuse me, those people outside of the church see the love of God manifested. And then they give glory to him. No, doing good is not something that's optional for those of us who have been forgiven all of our sins and who have been raised up to new life in Christ. Instead, it's who we are. It's whom God has made us to be by his grace. And it's how we're to act each day in the world. <clears throat> and so when we stop and recognize that we've grown weary of doing good, we shouldn't just stop and say, well, someone or something must be to blame for how I feel. Instead, we must recognize that lack of zeal for doing good as what it is, sin. We must confess that to our God. For you see, even when we feel tired, empty, unappreciated, bored, or alone, we still are not to grow tired of doing good. And that is why the good news is that that good that we're to do is not something we're just supposed to muster up ourselves. 
God has not just told us to try harder and harder and you'll finally get it done. Instead, he's told us to find that zeal and that energy for good works in him and in his son. That is where we go to be filled up in order that we might do good. Yes, God sends us forth to accomplish works in this world. And he promises that when he sends them forth, they will indeed accomplish that for which he sent it. You know, our world loves to tell us that no good deed goes unpunished. Well, Jesus, through the Apostle Paul today, tells us much the opposite. He tells us that every good deed ends up being rewarded. That there is a harvest that comes from that kind of sowing. It's much a very or it's very much a different message than our world gives to us. And sometimes it's a hard message for us to believe. Because after all, that harvest is not something we always get to see immediately with our eyes. As we said, sometimes we do good and there's nothing to see in our eyes. But God has promised that in the end, it is all important. All good deeds are good indeed to God. They accomplish things which he wishes to accomplish in this world. And even if you never get to see any of that harvest for what you've sown in this world, you will see it on the last day. There you will be encouraged again at all the good that God has done in and through you. So don't grow weary in doing good. It's who you are in Christ. Jesus, your Lord and Savior, was the one who always did good. And thankfully that good was for us and our salvation He did the ultimate good on that good Friday when he died for our sins and that good Sunday when he rose to give us new life. And now through baptism he has saved us and he has sent us forth to do good works in his name. And he assures us again today that those works will reap a harvest one day. So don't grow weary. Take every opportunity you have to do good to all people and especially to those in the body of Christ. Have you ever noticed in the early church, the reason that people are drawn to the church is often because they see the love that is being shared inside the church. They see people loving one another in a way that sticks out in a world where everybody else is out for themselves. And then they want to know, how do you get that kind of love? Well, may God use us so that that is the witness we give That others might come and ask where we get that kind of love and that we might be able then to point them to Jesus. Yes, we are to do good. We're never to boast in that. It's not that we do good and then tell others how good we did. As Paul says, we boast in only one thing, the cross of Jesus, the forgiveness of sins that we have received. But because he has given us that, And because he fills our cup up with so many blessings, it'll just naturally flow into the lives of the people around us. We only need the grace of God to accomplish this. And that's why Paul ended this part of our letter with these words, which I'll end the sermon with today. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen.